Welcome to Just News, the daily podcast for the news you need each day. This is the podcast for Thursday, September 21st. People in New York City are finding creative ways to cope with the crackdown on Airbnb rentals, as the city heavily regulates short-term rentals. Many residents are turning to Facebook groups dedicated to listing available rooms and apartments for rent. However, this alternative to Airbnb also has its challenges, as scammers and unregulated practices become potential risks for both hosts and guests. Instacart stock closed nearly 11% lower on Wednesday, following a wave of underperforming new listings in the IPO market. Concerns over high interest rates and inflation have caused stocks like Instacart, Chip Designer Arm, and RaiseBio to slip from their debut highs. Instacart's orders have continued to grow, but the market is uncertain about whether economic conditions can support the high valuations of these IPOs. During his state visit to France, King Charles III made history as the first British monarch to address the French Parliament. Speaking mainly in French, he expressed gratitude for the French people's support after the death of the Queen and condemned the Russian invasion of Ukraine. The king also highlighted the cultural and sporting connections between the two countries, receiving applause for his remarks on the Rugby World Cup. The Indian government has issued a travel advisory for its citizens planning to travel to Canada, following a similar advisory issued by the Canadian government for its citizens traveling to India. However, Canada's government clarified that its advisory was part of routine maintenance and not in direct response to any specific threat or concern. The exchange of travel advisories between the two countries reflects an ongoing vigilance and cooperation in ensuring the safety and well-being of their respective citizens abroad. A grieving mother shared her heart-wrenching account of the horrifying treatment her family endured after her husband and son were killed. With tears in her eyes, she revealed that her husband, an esteemed church elder, had his arms mutilated with knives while her gentle 12th grade son was ruthlessly beaten with rods. The unimaginable brutality that her daughter witnessed pushed her to the brink of despair, leaving her with a desire to end her own life. Most of the Spanish women's national football team have agreed to end their boycott after seven hours of meetings, according to Victor Francos, the Secretary of State for Sports. The boycott began when then-president of the Spanish Football Federation, Luis Robieles, kissed forward Jenny Hermoso without her consent following Spain's victory in the Women's World Cup final. Franco stated that the RFEF has committed to making immediate and profound changes, and a joint commission will be created to monitor these changes. Two seal pups tangled in a fishing net were saved by members of the public at a South African beach, with the rescue captured on camera. The net was cut, allowing the seals to safely return to the sea. The incident served as a reminder of the importance of education, beach cleanups, and efforts to keep plastics out of the ocean, according to a post by James Souter the private guide and filmmaker who documented the rescue. Unions at Apple stores in France are planning a strike on Friday and Saturday to demand better pay and working conditions, coinciding with the launch of the iPhone 15. The unions are asking for a 7% wage increase to offset inflation and an end to a hiring freeze. Management has offered a 4.5% hike, which the unions find insufficient. The father of a woman who died in the Hawaii wildfires last month has filed a novel lawsuit against three major landowners, holding them responsible for the fire even though they did not start it.
and the blaze ignited on land they do not own, Harold Wells contends that the property owners should pay damages because they allowed invasive species of grasses to grow on their property, which scientists believe played a major role in spreading the fires. If successful, this case could set a precedent for holding property owners liable in a time when fire risk is increasing due to climate change. The U.S. Federal Reserve has decided to keep interest rates steady, but indicated a more aggressive approach in tackling inflation without causing significant job losses or negative impacts on the economy. The Fed's overnight interest rate may still be increased once more this year to a range of 5.50% to 5.75%, and rates are expected to remain tighter than expected through 2024. Fed Chair Jerome Powell stated that the central bank will maintain additional pressure on financial conditions until 2025, while the economy continues to grow steadily. Taiwanese auto component manufacturer Hoda Industrial MFG company has announced plans to invest $99 million in building its first plant outside of Asia in New Mexico. Hoda's decision to expand its operations to the United States is driven by changing global supply chains due to the COVID-19 pandemic and the U.S.-China trade war, as well as the proximity to North American customers and the booming U.S. electric vehicle industry. The move is expected to strengthen bilateral trade between Taiwan and the U.S., with New Mexico emerging as a key player in the U.S. electric vehicle supply chain. American labor productivity has been steadily declining over the past decade, which is hindering economic growth and undermining workers' wages. The main factors contributing to this decline are slow adoption of new technologies, lack of investment in infrastructure, and a mismatch between worker skills and job requirements. To address this issue, experts suggest investing in workforce training programs and boosting innovation in order to improve productivity and ultimately increase economic prosperity. Azerbaijan has announced a halt in military action in the breakaway region of Nagorno-Karabakh after Armenian separatist forces agreed to a ceasefire. Under the agreement, separatist forces are to disband and disarm, while talks on the future of ethnic Armenians in the region are set to begin. Azerbaijan's president Ilham Aliyev declared victory and stated that Karabakh's Armenians will be able to participate in Azerbaijani elections and practice their religion freely. Karabakh officials have urged residents to stay in shelters and avoid leaving for the local airport near the Russian peacekeeping base following the ceasefire announcement. However, despite the appeal, a group of civilians gathered near the airport, and with night approaching, it remains uncertain what assistance they will receive. The White House has warned that if the government shuts down, there could be long lines at airports and other delays. This warning comes as negotiations between Democrats and Republicans over government funding reach a standoff. The potential shutdown could lead to disruptions in various sectors, including travel and transportation. Tensions between India and Canada are escalating after each nation expelled one of the other's diplomats in response to the murder of a Sikh separatist leader. Canada's Prime Minister Justin Trudeau raised credible allegations about the potential involvement of Indian government agents in the murder. India's government categorically denied these suspicions and urged Indian nationals in Canada to exercise caution due to growing anti-India activities and politically condoned hate crimes. Qantas Airways revealed that its former CEO, 
Alan Joyce, received a 872% pay increase as he cashed in on long-term incentives upon his departure from the company. However, Qantas decided to cut and withhold significant bonuses due to ongoing lawsuits against the airline. The annual report also stated that Qantas made a record profit in the 2023 financial year, but faced public backlash over canceled flights and employee layoffs during the COVID-19 pandemic. Rishi Sunak fiercely criticized previous conservative governments, including his own involvement, while not directly mentioning Boris Johnson, painting his ideas as shallow and unthought through. Sunak framed his speech as a blunt and pragmatic cleanup job, revealing his willingness to embrace controversy for what he sees as a necessary move. Despite facing a storm of criticism from unexpected allies, Sunak sees this as the beginning of a wider political strategy, with further speeches to follow. This divisive approach is a gamble for the prime minister, but with an election approaching, he has no choice but to take risks. The fragmented lobbying efforts across London's financial services sector are hindering the progress of reforms aimed at revitalizing the industry post-Brexit. Despite multiple public consultations and some regulatory tweaks, the sector has yet to see significant changes, causing jobs and tax revenues to relocate to rival financial hubs. Concerns are growing that the lack of coordination among trade bodies and initiatives may impede the success of future reform efforts, and a proposed collaboration between industry, government, and regulators is seen as a potential solution. Major landlords in the United States are struggling to find houses to purchase due to the surging demand and limited supply in the housing market. Companies like Invitation Homes and American Homes for Rent are facing challenges in expanding their rental property portfolios, as the competition with first-time buyers and institutional investors heats up. This intensified demand for housing, combined with low interest rates, is driving home prices to record highs, making it even more difficult for landlords to find affordable properties to buy.